Gonna live fast. Uh-huh. Trying to live fast. I keep telling y'all every time I do this, I'm gonna start turning this sound off. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay, and it's off. Hey guys, welcome to an episode of the Good Fighters. Of the Good Fighters, and let me grab my handy dandy Bible. Father God, thank you for this time of fellowship today. I just ask that I speak whatever it is that you um, you ask me to speak, whatever it is that you put in my heart, my lips, my mind. I ask that you increase and I decrease and that every child that falls under the sound of my voice, Father God, you open their hearts, you open their minds. Father God, I ask that um, we just do better day by day, that we be not perfect, but progressive and um that we have a heart after you and a heart that's willing and a heart that wants that wants you that wants to do better father god so i ask that you cover us in the blood of jesus from the kind of our to the soles of our feet holy spirit if there's anything that i failed to pray for i ask that you fill in the gaps and the needs in every hole um it's in jesus name i pray amen hey guys uh i i don't know if you guys heard me but i said hey guys and if you're on the other side of this phone, you can just say, hey, Ashley. Hey, y'all. Hey. Um, I come to you guys today um, <clears throat> just wanting to talk about something that, um, again, Holy Spirit is leading me through. Now, when I come to you guys about stuff, it does not mean that I've mastered it. Let me start off by saying that. I think I trick myself sometimes. You know, sometimes we trick ourselves into thinking that once we get revelation from something and God gives us understanding and we're doing good, we're, we're, we're doing good so far that we don't fall back down or we won't fall back down. And um, that's not true. That's not true. You know, um, I know that it's a sin to know what you ought to do and not do it. Um, but it's also natural and it's human not saying that it's a good thing but it's human to know what you should do and still fall down sometimes you know now what causes the fall down what causes you to trip to the point where you fall um that's something you have to go through with God to ask God why what is causing me to stumble what am what is my foot um continuously um being tripped up at where where am I tripping at what is that thing that keeps taking me back to the same mistakes or the same fall what is that and help me work on it God but um honestly speaking you know just knowing the right thing to do does not mean that you do it all the time right so I come to you guys and I say that I come to you guys in um imperfection and in in sin and in not in sin but in my imperfection and in my um sinful nature because I'm a human being I come to you guys trying to be I hope this expresses humility just trying to come to you guys to let you know that I am you know no better I come to you guys to honestly tell you guys what God teaches me to help you, but that's not because I mastered it. (laughs) It's because, you know, sometimes hearing wise um, counsel and hearing um, wise words can help us, but that don't mean, you know, that that person is necessarily uh, practicing that all the time or whatever, right? 
um, even though we may want to. Now, how they apply it to their life, that's their decision, but it's on us to spread the word, you know? Uh, So, I come to you guys just wanting to tell y'all that because I do not want y'all to think in no way, shape, or form that because I'm telling y'all this stuff that I don't sometimes need to remind myself or I don't sometimes still fall down about the same things, maybe in different circumstances, but about the same things. So, um, I just want to put that out there and come to you guys because pride has made me feel like I cannot speak to you guys about certain things or, um, just kind of like a fraud, you know, that imposter syndrome, just kind of like a fraud because I'll have a good day and I'll be telling you guys this stuff and then I can fall back into that stuff, you know, maybe a week or so later and I'll delete, I'll delete the videos. I'll delete, I'll delete the podcast. I'll delete them because I'm like, you know, how can I tell them this? And I'm falling back down into the same things and I'm making a mistake. But I'm telling y'all what I know. Regardless if I mess up on it sometimes, it's still the truth. It's still the truth. The truth didn't change just because I made a mistake. The truth didn't change just because um, I fell short. It did not change. God does not change. And what he told me, it does not change. It's still the truth. So... I hope as I'm speaking, y'all can hear my heart because I can be judgmental and I'm to truth be told, I am so scared to do this podcast. Y'all I'm so scared to do this podcast. I would never want to lead a flock that God gave me astray. Never intentionally would I ever want to um lead you guys into lies and being led astray like as as many times as we read in the bible how god comes down on leaders he comes down on leaders and harder than uh you know this just the flock harder than people the people who he gave us to steward he comes down on the leaders because um like scripture says i feel bad for the people who are being called into leadership they will be judged harder than others I would never intentionally and it makes me overthink it makes me just so scared to even open my mouth and say certain things because I'm still sinful I still make mistakes how can I be sitting right here telling y'all what to do or like how to act or whatever and I have my shortcomings I still fall short so sometimes I think I have to be perfect to step into this role of leadership. I can't make any mistakes. Any. Right? But the thing about it, y'all, is I'm not coming to y'all to preach perfection. I hope, I hope, I hope that is not what I've been preaching. And if that is what you've been getting, I pray to the blood of Jesus over you because I'm not here to preach preach perfection and that's something that God has had to tell me you're not here to preach perfection none of us none of us are going to accomplish that I'm here to preach that just seek God and whatever you do seek him come back to him 
have a heart for him. You don't have to be perfect. But Lord, Lord knows he's been trying to tell me, Ashley, you don't have to be perfect. Just seek him. Like, in every mistake that you make, seek him. Come back to him. Come back on your face. Come back on your knees. Try to, okay, you fall, but you get back up again. It says the righteous fall. Ample times, but they get back up again. Fall. However many times that you need to, whatever. And I'm not telling you to just sin left and right, but I'm telling you that in your shortcomings just keep coming back to God keep coming back God help me have a heart for him want to do the right thing and then when he tells you what to do do it be honest with yourself be honest with him And even when he tells you what to do and you can't do it, be honest, God, right now, I can't do it, but I want to. This thing is not about perfection. This thing is just about a relationship with God. It's about a relationship with him. So if I'm teaching y'all from my fallings and not getting back up, it's because I want y'all to get the same lessons that he's teaching me because maybe it'll help you when you're falling and getting back up. I'm not walking perfectly. I fall. I fall more times than I would like to. I just want y'all to get some type of constructive advice, some type of sound advice, or some type of guidance to lead you back to God. Like, there were so many times I went through what I went through, and I just wished I had someone who can give me some type of constructive guidance and was not telling me I had to be perfect and all of these rules I had to follow you you gotta do this you're supposed to do this but that can just tell me like look I've you know I fell and this is what I did to try to you know to try to get back up or the truth is we all fall no matter how holy and sanctified you try to act we all fall we all do so it's not about, oh, you're not supposed to fall. It's when you fall. It's not if you fall. When you fall. This is the act we're going to be going through for the rest of our lives. This is something we're going to be practicing for the rest of our lives. There's things that I've yet to go through. And that's what God has been telling me. You know what? You think, because I've had this thinking that once I read the whole Bible or once whatever I'm gonna know what to do in every situation the only thing that is wrong is that I have not read the whole bible that's the only reason why I keep falling this is something I've told myself this is the only reason why I keep falling is because I haven't read the whole bible and if I read the whole bible and if maybe I, if I would have known this years ago my life would be this by now and you da 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 but what God is showing me is that it's just not that simple it's people that it's and I can't I can't I, I won't even speak on that I can't say that at all But I know for me, he's like, there's not going to be a time that you're going to approach every situation and know what to do all the time. There's always going to be something to learn. 
See, the thing with control is that we want to know, like, give us every recipe, give us every possible outcome, give us a, so in every situation, we know what to do, and if this happens, this is what we supposed to do, we know, we know, he's like, but it's not gonna always, you know, it's not, everything is a learning lesson, everything, sometimes it takes you to go through certain things for the words off the page to jump to you. I can read the whole Bible today and still won't know what a lot of stuff means until I go through it. And then I'll still have to learn. So, I've I've been trying to figure it out life I've been trying to figure it out and come up with this master recipe to give you guys and this 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 whole this whole if and then situation but the truth is that reading the Bible and having a relationship with God going through stuff with life it all works together right it all works together. And there's no big recipe for life. Except that <laughs> getting to know God through the word and having a relationship with him. But even still then you'll be learning. God just didn't even doesn't even tell the angels everything. Why would he tell us everything about our lives? up front and this is what you're going to do and just giving us this whole um playbook right now we know how we should be right but what happens when you encounter people who aren't like you who aren't like God who don't care about God who don't what do you do then what do you do when you run across all different types of people and sure nothing's new under the sun there's a situation of all of that stuff happening in the bible for sure but how do you approach it when you're you and maybe you're not quite like that person in the bible who had this and who probably mastered this and who wasn't dealing with the same stuff that you're dealing with how do you you as a person how do you deal with these type of people now this leads me into what I want to talk about now God has been coming and talking to me about pride right I've had a really a conversation with my friend and you know we were just like you know uh I don't even understand why I'm working on pride because I feel like I'm a pretty humble person okay says says nobody humble ever unless it's an inspired statement which I learned comes from God and God will say okay you can say you humble but for me to say you know I'm a humble person says no humble person ever uh, I've been working on pride now. I think I've talked to you guys about uh, when you're dealing with people who trigger stuff that you don't like in yourself. Um, it tends to annoy you. You kind of, you know, I guess pull away from them. You just, you don't, you don't really like them. You don't like them. 
I don't like prideful people. And God had to tell me it's because you don't like the pride that you have in you, whether you acknowledge it or not. Now, I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that I still have a lot of prideful ways, a lot of ways that I want to defend myself, a lot of ways where I think I know best. A lot of ways, and you know how that comes, that comes in defiance, right? When God tells me to do something, I don't do it. Why? Because I think the way that I want to go about it is best, and this is what I need to do. Now, all of us have that defiance in us. Whether we want to admit it or not, all of us are subject to that. And pride will have me going back and forth with God about what it is that he asked me to do, right? Because I think I know best, right? And, and, and not saying God don't know what he's talking about, but, you know, God, let's just try to do it my way, right? Now, God has revealed to me all types of things about my pride. But what do you and how my pride affects my submission to him? Right, Because pride, we read in the Bible over and over again where God says he opposes the proud. Now, opposes means to be in opposition of. That means you and God are standing on two different sides of the fence. Okay? God's on one side, you're on another side. Pride is a tactic of the enemy. Pride is a daily sin. Pride comes in all different heads. It produces all different types of fruit. Pride produces jealousy, comparison, um envy pride produces so many types of things pride produces the spirit of lack you don't feel good enough pride pride produces all of these types of things and pride comes from the enemy pride is what pride is what got to eve in the garden where the enemy told eve god don't want you biting that apple because he don't want you to know what he knows pride will have you think in some way somehow you can somehow elevate to this level of being on God's level, knowing all things, knowing what to do in every situation, in control of all things, decipher of all things. You know situations before they happen. You know things you should not know. Pride will have you thinking that you can do these things. Pride will have you, and Isaiah, pride will have you thinking that the tool can exalt itself above the person who swings it. Pride will have you thinking that somehow, way, you can exalt yourself above just the pure use of God, right? Of God using you. You can exalt yourself more than that. No, it wasn't God using me. It was me. I did this and I put this together. Pride will have you leaning on your own understanding and not God. Pride will have you thinking that you know what you're talking about. Um, pride will have you thinking that you know why people do stuff. Pride will have you thinking you got life figured out in some way, somehow you can learn to have life figured out. Pride was where I was. You know, if, because I seen this bird and because this happened and because I experienced this, this is what's going on. I'm not saying God can't use signs and wonders, but God also said that a, a destructive generation will live off signs and wonders. Pride will have me looking so much, so deep into something all the time, trying to figure out what's going on in my life and what's happening. Divination. Pride will have me doing all of those things instead of just trusting God and allowing God to unfold things to me and doing 
only what a human being can do and it's finite very small minded (laughs) very minute and small understanding of the world spectrum pride pride will do that pride will have you think in some way somehow you will ever be on the same level to understand your life the way God does And I'm not saying we know that God can tell us certain things. But let God do that. Let him do that. Stop trying to decipher yourself by the color of an egg and, and all of that stuff. You know, pray about it. Give it to God and say, God, you know, if this is if this is a sign, if this is something that you're sending me, give me some type of understanding and do what it is that you can do, which is only the thing that God enables you to do. Which is, work on yourself, steward what you have well, and just be, you know, in relationship with God. Now, God will give us these things. I don't know what that looks like in your life, you know? So, I know there's people probably like... God did use this to tell me this and God did use this to tell me that sure sure but if you're somebody like me and I've experienced people like this if you're somebody like me who was like you know and this happened and I seen this star at this time and and then I looked this up and I seen this bird fly past the sky and I think and you're just looking at everything looking for a sign And you're so wrapped up in me, me, me. God, what is this weather telling me? What is this bird telling me? What is this telling me? What is this telling you're so wrapped up in me, 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 me. And you feel like the world is constructed into sending you signs and wonders. Instead of just going about your day, doing what God, doing what God will have you to do, trying to be your best self, being trying to be righteous, trying to be upstanding, trying to show all and and exude all of the things that God has taught you and put on you. You're looking at everything like a sign of, well, I just seen this birth. So that mean God want me to quit this job in two days. And, and I just, you know, and God said three. So that mean in three days, I need to run away from home. And I need to. And if you're, I mean, sure, God does send signs and wonders. He does. But submit them to him if you don't have an understanding. And I will find myself, you know, we talk talk about dreams and stuff. God gives us dreams, yes. I will find myself sitting in the corner thinking about a dream for an hour, trying to piece together what it means. Instead of me just saying, God, here's the dream. I'm submitting it to you. Can you let me know what this means? I'm sitting there trying to piece it together. Oh, because yesterday I saw this. So this is what this must mean. And da, 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 da. Instead of just submitting it to him and saying, God, can you help me with this? I actually have no idea what this means. And even if you believe you saw a sign and now you're going down this whole rabbit hole trying to figure it out for yourself. If God loves you enough to give you the sign, he loves you enough 
to reveal it to you to the point where you don't have to sit right here and try to try to break it down and figure it out yourself. Think about Neptuneser with um, Daniel. Neptuneser asked for somebody to um, describe the dream to him. Daniel said, I will tell you the dream, not for my sake, but because the Lord wants you to understand it. You see that? God is not going to give you something and then make you scratch your brain, stressing yourself out, trying to understand it. Neptunisa didn't know at the time, but when he wasn't, I believe when he wasn't stressing, well, when he wasn't sitting there trying to figure it all out for himself and he actually told Daniel, okay, you can try to figure out the dream. And Daniel submitted the dream to the Lord. Daniel was not sitting there stressing him and and Daniel slept peacefully y'all this man life was on the line and he had to figure out a dream that he didn't even know what happened in the dream but he submitted the dream to God he went to sleep peacefully and then God gave it to him he wasn't sitting there thinking well God you know when we first came here you know, and then you said 70 years he was going to be in captivity. So the dream must be about the 70 years in the captivity. And then it, he didn't do that. He submitted it to God. And then he said, God, you, you let me know. You know all things. Not us. Not us. Pride will have you thinking that some way, somehow you can... Try to piece together this mystery or vision or sign that God gave you. And I'm not saying some things might be self-explanatory. I don't know what your walk is with God. And it had me doing that. I'm sitting here trying to figure it out. And God will give me wisdom sometimes. But sometimes I'll just have to say, God, I have no idea what this is. I don't know what you're talking about with this. I need you to tell me what this is. I'm giving it to you. And I trust you're going to send me the explanation. You're going to tell me the explanation. And when you give it to me, it's going to make sense to me. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, this is what this must mean. And I'm missing and I'm skipping over. And actually, I never, I'm not going to say I never, but the depth of meaning that I come to is not actually the meaning that God intended. But I'm leaning on my own understanding. And he's like, if you would have just gave me the dream, I would have actually told you the actual meaning that I meant. I sent it to you. So why wouldn't I want to tell you? So, I mean, long, not long story short, but pride will have you doing that. Pride will have you thinking that you know why somebody's doing something all the time. And, and pardon me, y'all, that's why I don't ever want to get on here and pretend to tell y'all to even guess why other people are doing what they're doing. When I'm talking on here, I'm talking about me. And if you're listening, I want you to listen about you, not about somebody else unless God gives it, put it on your heart to say, you know what, this this is for that person. Believe that the God. For who can search the heart of a man but God? You don't know why this person is doing that. Stay out of that. Stay out of that. Experiencing people who think they know why you do what you do or why this person do what they do. That's pride. 
That's pride. Because guess what? I didn't even know why I did what I did. How you gonna tell me what I did what I did? And I don't even know. <laughs> I had so many people making assumptions as to why I do what I do. Or why I did what I did. That God ain't, ain't even revealed to me yet. Really? You mean to tell me you know why I'm doing what I'm doing and God haven't even revealed it to me? No, I'm not I'm not saying that you can't discern spirits, right? You can clearly see when somebody's being prideful. Or you can see when somebody's acting out of anger and hurt. You can see those things. But to act like you know why these things have came about or where they took root at. You don't know what that person experienced to make them as angry as they are. Or to make them as resentful as they are. Or that makes them make these certain decisions. You don't know. Have they said it to you? Or have you met them one time and think you know their whole story? Pride will have you thinking that you do. And what do you do when you're a person that's trying to combat pride and and it seems like you're dealing with, you know, in submission, God tells me, I want to get back to this point of submission. God tells me that you struggle with submission because you struggle with believing that you actually know less than you know, than, than you think you know. Oh, when I think about, I'm watching TV shows, right? And right now I'm into Greenleaf. And all of this stuff is happening. And I'm sitting in there imagining myself in these positions. And I'm like, if that was me, I would have did this and I would have did that. And I catch myself and I'll have to say, God, you know what? I've never been in that position. I have no idea what I would have done. I've never been them before. I'm not them. I've never been in their space. I've never experienced what they experienced. So if I was them, I do not know what I would do. If even if I was me in that situation, I don't know. So how can I tell somebody else who I have never been through what they've experienced, what I would do or what what they should do unless it aligns with the word of God? Now, I can say, you know, okay, the word will have them do that, but I can't go. That's I got to stay out their business. And you pray, like, I hope I'm explaining this right. I hope I'm explaining this right, y'all. God has been telling me to stay out his business and stay out his people's business. It's biblical to mind your business. Scripture says, and mind your business. Now, that don't mean help them out if they ask for help, you know, um, maybe even tell them what's in the word. It, it don't say to do that. It says a rebuke from a friend is a good thing. But when you start thinking some way, somehow that you know all about this person and all about why they do this, and all about why they do that, just like, like you just think you, you can search this person's heart and you oh I already know why this person do this this person this and this person that careful not to point out the sawdust in your neighbor's eye you got a plank sitting out your eye work on figuring out why you do what you do 
don't start getting into why this person do this and why this I'll have to say to God now, God, I don't know why this person is doing what they're doing. Now, I see what they're doing. I see that they're acting out of anger and resentment and all of that. I see I see that, but I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know what happened to them or what's happening within them that's making them feel like this is what they have to do. I don't know. I don't know what trauma they've been through. I don't know what lie they're believing from the enemy. I don't know what stronghold the enemy has on them. I don't know where that came from. I don't know who told them that. I don't know. I don't know what space they're in with you. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know what y'all have been through together. I don't know what they experienced as a child. I don't know. All I know is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. That's all I know. I can pray against what I see. What you, what God gives me the ability to see. What, what little preview, oh little peek that the, that God gives me. But I cannot see the whole picture. I don't know the whole picture when it comes down to anybody's life. And I'm gonna stay out of that. I'm gonna stay out of that. I, I'll pray against it. And whenever you put me in a position to make some type of change in this, and, and, or not make some type of change, but just to be of righteous and um, good counsel or something like that, I will be that. But I'm, I'm going to try to be the, the me that you equipped me to be to the best ability. But God, that is between you and them. And that's not saying that I'm pushing people away or anything like that. That's just saying that I can only do what God allows me to do. God does not equip me to be a all-seer or all-knower. The bottom line is that we, we don't see it all. We don't know it all. We get little glimpses and pieces of people. And pride will have us think that we know it all from that. That's not true. You're going to experience something for the first time all the time. All the time. And if you go around thinking you know everything, even about new experiences, be careful because you will miss out on the new. The new thing. And as I'm saying that, that just kind of came off my tongue because I don't even know where that came from. You will miss out on the new thing. The Holy Spirit, I forgive that's a bit tough to you. Know what that means. Let me know what that means on the side though. <laughs> Let me know what that means. So my question has been, and after 34 minutes, 35 minutes, I'm getting to my question. My question has been when you're when you're because in scripture it says to submit to authority, right? Now we know we're supposed to submit to God. God is God is the ultimate authority. But then we have people over us. Because some of us can be overly, um, you know, righteous. You know how they say spiritually, so spiritually bound, you're no, have, you're no earthly good, right? So I would be like, you know, Lord tells me what to do. And I don't submit to no authority, but God, nobody's over me. Nobody can tell me what to do. Nobody can, like, defiant, defiant. And the thing about it is, like, you know, as followers of God we attend churches we have pastors that are over us we have preachers that are over us 
we have these type of people that are attending to us, us being God's children, us being their flock, right? We will be a part of their flock. Now, there's there's leadership, there's presidents, there's this, there's that, there's there's mayors, there's this, there's that. You have all of these um, spots, I guess, of authority. And um, what God has told me, I'm like, you know, how do I submit to a prideful authority, right? People that think they know it all. I told you I don't, I don't really care for people who think they know it all. How do I submit to a prideful authority? How do I do that? And um, what God has been telling me is that just like he told the Israelites when they went into Babylon, he told them to submit to the king. Whatever he asks of you, do it. But the, your ultimate submission is to me. If I act, if I tell you to do something, even if it's out of line with him, you ultimately submit to me. But authority, you know, he is over you. You submit to that. That's the authority that I've put you under. Now we have to pray for these people who are in authority. You pray for them and you stay out of that. Uh, Minister jo- Minister Johnson at my um, the church that I go to, she was talking about that last service when I got baptized. She talked about it, and she talked about you know how we have these people who are in office, and not even just that churches. Uh, and then Greenleaf, I mentioned Greenleaf because you see in that show that the pastors had issues. You know they had their own things. They're still human beings at the end of the day. You know they wasn't perfect. They were still human beings at the end of the day. And she talked about how we have these people who are in authority who are falling short. You know, how they're doing stuff and how they're being sinful and how they're doing stuff like that. But she was like, you know, you just have to pray for them. You have to submit to them because they are in that position. You, you have to submit to them, but you have to pray for them. You don't go out of your way trying to demote them trying to take them out of office, trying to do that. You know, that's that's between them and God. You pray for them. God allowed them to be in that space for a reason. Whether people like to admit it or not, there's nothing that happens that God does not allow. If you think that anybody is doing anything that God is not allowing, and I'm not saying that God condones it. Now, condoning and allowing are two different things. God allows for um, free will. He allows it. Does he condone in some of the things we do? No. And does anybody get into position without God say so? No. Absolutely not. There's nothing that happens that is not under God's control and does not get God's say-so. Trust and believe, and I know that that's difficult to understand in certain circumstances, but it's the truth. God is just that sovereign like that. So if God allowed that person to be whatever role uh, um, or position that they are, the only person that can take them down from that is God. So you pray for them and you stay out of God's business. And that's difficult to do, you know, when you're 
when you're prideful because you feel like it's up to you. It's up to me to do it. It's up to me. Now, God may put some stuff on your heart. He may. But once you start taking stuff into your own hands because you feel like, oh, well, you know, everybody's waiting on me and this is what I have to do. And you start fulfilling this religious duty. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. So my latest um, thing has been, how do you submit to authority who are sinful themselves you know because i will start feeling like you know you think you're in this position you ain't no better than me and the truth is that they're not they're not but god allowed them to be there for some reason so the best thing for you to do is play your role play your role and just be and worry about you and god's relationship just do what god asks you to do do the right thing that God puts on you. You don't worry about what everybody else doing. That's between them and God. So, I'm still learning what that looks like. How to be submissive. How to submit to authority and submit to God. Again, we talked about how submitting is... It starts with how we do with God, ourselves, and then other people. So if I can't submit to other people, where else does that play out at? Submitting to God. Me feeling like, oh, I can go back and forth with God. And God tell me to do something, I can put up my own, well, God, I think. You know? And that plays out in the physical realm because I do it spiritually instead of just submitting to God then I can submit to whoever he puts in authority I can submit to it that don't mean that I don't know that they're not perfect now don't get me wrong submission is not just blind um just like this blind ignorance or just you know submission is I submit to you because God put you in this authority but ultimately, my true submission is to God and what aligns with God. Whether it's you or anybody else in this, yeah, or whatever. My submission is to God, and I also recognize that man is flawed. So I'm not looking to you to be my God. But I will respect where God has put you. I will submit to where God has put you. But I will also discern that you are a human being. You are a man. I hope I'm explaining this right. I hope I'm explaining this right. And that has been something that I'm still trying to um, decipher that. I'm still trying to understand it. I wish I could give you an answer, but I don't have it. <laughs> don't have it. Not as Not as of yet. I've been reading Isaiah, but God has been saying that. And, and 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 he'll show me how this plays out in my life. But in Isaiah, we read where God is continuously saying that, you know, I'll use instruments. Now, God used Belchanizah as an instrument over Israel. 
But then after a certain while, God punished Belchanizer. God used the Assyrians over Judah. But then after a certain time, he punished them too. Because they exalted themselves above God. They thought that they were the reason why they conquered Israel and Judah. God was like, no, y'all were just instruments. But don't get me wrong. On every unrighteous and wicked thing, my judgment will come. Not just for my people, but for everyone. So sometimes we wonder why, um, you know, well, God, I'm doing the right thing. Why are you only punishing me? Why you don't got nothing to say about them? And why, you know, why they not being punished? And why da, 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 they don't get away with nothing? Even the instruments are punished. But don't question when God is using them as an instrument. You know, because pride will have you thinking. Pride had them thinking. Let's get into it, God. Pride had them thinking that this was not all God's doing. Even though God sent Isaiah to say it, he sent prophets to say it, they still was coming up with conspiracies. God told Isaiah, you know, and don't have no fear and don't buy into these conspiracies because these people always create conspiracies. They are prideful. They always can create conspiracies, start thinking, telling what I can and what I can't do, what I would and what I won't do. But I can use anything as an instrument. He put a, he put someone who they would have saw as wicked. Pride will have, I'm telling y'all, let me give y'all the two different perspectives, right? Pride had them thinking that God would never use a wicked man or never let a wicked nation overpower them because they were God's, God's children. Pride blinded them from the fact that they had indeed t- took, took some type of role into the wickedness. Pride had them thinking that it would never touch them. Even though they they were being wicked themselves. Pride had them thinking that God was not going to bring judgment on them. And even if he brought judgment on them, he would not use a wicked leader to do it. And then when it happened, you know, they're shaking their fist up at God, angry at God and everything like that. um, Forgetting that everything is under God's control, even the wicked's. Even the wicked people. And then the wicked people, they were thinking, pride had them thinking that they did it on their own and that God didn't do it and that they were somehow more powerful than God because why? They had overpowered God's people. Not knowing that the only reason they were able to do it is because God enabled them to do it. And I hope y'all following me with this. The only reason why they were able to overcome God's people was because God allowed it. And they started to think of themselves more than they ought to. So God says, you know what? Y'all prideful too. So I'm going to bring, I'm, I'm going to bring my wrath on y'all too. Just to show, just to show my power to everybody. That everything is under my control. From the wicked to the righteous, to the self-right, to everybody. Everything is under my control. Anybody who opposes me, anybody who stands, who, who tries to stand up to me or stand on the other side as me, anybody could get it. These hands are rated E for everyone. <laughs> anybody could get it. And it's all under my control. See, sometimes we, we tend to think that God only has his people under control. Or that God only has some type of power over Christians. No, God has power over all people. So all people, yes, all people. 
are only in positions and are only able to do things because God said so. So if God allow it, submit to it. And I know that's, I mean, it's pretty tough to wrap your mind around. I'm still learning. I'm still learning, but everything is an instrument. Everything, all of us are instruments. And just because God may be using a not so holy and righteous instrument does not mean that God can't use it. And it, that just, in, in everything that I said, and I know some people are probably having a mind boggle and a mind fart right now, it just goes to show us how little we know. When pride is taken down and the veil falls, we can really see how little we know. And in through this sermon, and through this sermon, and through this through this video, it's just me telling y'all how much we really know, which is nothing. Which is nothing. And the best thing that we could do is have a relationship with God, work on ourselves, and try to go through this life the best way that we can through God, with God, and allow him to do whatever it is that he needs to do. We need God for everything, every day, every step of the way, every everything. Any any teaching that is teaching you to stand on your own without God is not, is not, I just don't. We should be being taught that we need God for everything. everything we don't know my father will say the smartest person in the room is the person that will say I don't know I feel so smart when I go to God now and say I don't know (laughs) I don't know God I don't know child I don't know I'm, and I go to him in honesty. I tell him how I feel, everything that's on my heart. I just tell him that, and then I'll say, tell me what to do. I don't know. If I understand something, fine. I understand this. But if I don't understand something, I don't know. I'm not that smart. I don't know. I'm not that wise. I'm not as clever as I thought I was. I don't know. This is new to me. I don't know. You got to tell me. I don't know. Being honest about where I am, God, this is what I want to do. Oh, my gosh, y'all. We went to Atlanta to get my stuff this weekend, right? And as I'm spending time with God, I was fasting at this time. And as I'm spending time with God, and, you know, I'm in the car with my dad. And I'm just being honest with God. I'm like, God, this is where I'm at. And this is what I want to do. (laughs) Okay, because I have to be mindful. And I cannot be so prideful to think that I am still not a sick person. 
My father would tell me a lot about his AA, his alcohol and his road to AA and everything like that. And he was talking about how, um, how they would tell them to never forget that they are a diseased person. That no matter how many years they have went without drinking, they still have a sickness. And it's the same way with us, with Christ. We, without Christ, I am that same diseased person that I used to be. With Christ, I am not. But I also have to, I also have to make, remember that God, you know, this, this, this is where, this is what my sickness wants me to do. What do you want me to do? I have to remember, God, this is what I want to do. But what do you want me to do? have to remember that that sickness and everything is still there I won't go on um trying to convince myself now and there's things that God has delivered me from that's just you know but I still have to be cognitive and also um aware that if I'm not careful I think there was a pastor who said that, you know, I think he used to struggle with drinking or something like that. And the way that he cope, well, the way that he goes about it is he just stays away from it because he has to remember he's not stronger than that. He's not stronger with that than that with Christ he is, but he's not stronger than that. Now, I used to smoke and if I smell the smell of smoke, it smells so good to me. And I have to be honest with God and say, God, I want to smoke. But what do you want me to do? I'm not going to act perfect to God and say, God, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And I just, you know, that is a thing of the past. And I am past that. I've been delivered from that. I have to go to God and tell him, I want to smoke. This is what I want to do. Can you help me? What What is it that you want me to do? I have to be honest and do that. God, right now I'm angry. I wanna, I want to get smart with this person. I wanna cuss them out. What is it that you want me to do, though? I need you. What is it that you want me to do? God will tell me what to do, and I can do it with peace. One, because I was honest with myself. I was honest with God. God already knows it. He, He already knows it. These things don't go away. The flesh does not go away. The temptations does not go away. It does not go away. Now, God can take the taste out of your mouth. You know, maybe with time. I don't know. He can take the taste out of your mouth. He can make you not even desire the same things. But while you are in those desires, it's okay to be honest with God and say, God, this is this is where I am. This is where I am. Sins and all. Here are my sins. Here are my flaws. I am presenting them to you. I'm not coming to you as a perfect person. I don't need to do that. You know it. You know I'm not. I don't need to lie to you. I don't need to fake funk. I don't need to pretend to you. I don't need to do any of that. I just got to come to you and be honest and say, God, 
this is where I am. This is what I want to do. I'm being so honest. And in that honesty, I've noticed, you know, God changed me. I've noticed him tell me what to do. I don't know what to do, God. This is where I am. I want to do this, and I don't know what to do. And he'll give it to me. This is what you need to do. Okay, God is not judging me. He's not judging me as long as I come to him and I present where I am. And that's why I just talk about it's not about being perfect. It's about when you're falling, when you fall and wherever you are, just coming to God with it, being honest with it, presenting it, putting all of your concerns and all of that at his feet, putting your worries and your anxieties and all of that at his feet. God, this is where I am. God, this is I don't know what to do. This is what I want to do. And allowing him to, okay, turn you in a different direction. But it's about letting him in. Letting him into that. Not being shameful to say these things to him. Not being scared to say these things to him. Sometimes I don't say things to God because I'm scared. And I think he's going to say, well, you know better than that. You shouldn't be thinking that. You shouldn't be feeling that. You know better than that. But me just telling him, God, I'm struggling with this right now. So right now, I'm just a little confused. Right now, God, this is what I think about you. Is this true? Is this a lie? God, right now, this is why I'm struggling with this. Or I hope this helps y'all. I'm going to end and wrap up here. Right now, I know this may sound like a little hoop, a lot of hoopla. But I hope this honesty, I hope y'all to understand how just how little we know in this world that belongs to God and belongs to him. We're all looking for control. We're all looking for some type of greater understanding. I think it's just a, it's a search of human beings, you know, human beings naturally just look for answers. We want answers. We're creatures of logic. We want to know. We want answers. We want control. We want this. We want that. And control is just an illusion. Pride. Pride is the epitome of human beings. But we were made to submit to God. It may feel very little. Maybe even weak sometimes to just say, I don't know. But there's no greater strength in saying that I don't know. Because when you say you don't know, you allow God to pick up. You allow God to pick it up. You allow him to step in. You allow you tell God, this is where my rope ends. I don't know. And you allow him to pick it up and show his strength. So let me close with this, Father God. Thank you. I just thank you for this time of fellowship. I thank you um, for every word that you put in my, my mind and heart. And on my lips, Father God, I just ask that this plant fruit. I just ask that this plant seed and that this take take up fruit in everyone's heart, Father God. Um, I just thank you for the understanding that you've given. I just thank you for the revelation that you've given, Father God. I ask that you speak to them even after this is over. I ask that you give them peace. I ask that you just console their hearts, Father God. I ask that they come to you with every concern and need, Father God. And I ask that you fill everyone. Holy Spirit, if there's anything that I failed to pray for, I ask that you intercede and fill every gap and void. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.